All right, welcome to Strip Mall Think Tank. This is Amateurs Solving Problems. I'm Jeff, uh, my co-host, of course, the uh, tremendously hilarious Jake Johansson. Jake, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I can't, I can't believe I've been promoted to co-host. This is great. Yeah, I know. We're co-hosting, and uh, we, we, we tackle only the big problems. Coming up, uh, I got a ticket for a rolling stop, which is idiocy. And we'll get into that. Uh, Jake, tease a problem. What do you got? What, what's oh, your oh my problem. Tease my problem. Well, I just want to point out that the title Strip Mall Think Tank is uh, aspirational because yeah, it's someday we might be able to afford a spot in a strip yes. mall. But right <laughs> now, right. we just park there yeah. while we're doing the show. Yeah, there's a hop keto place going out of business down at the corner. And we might be able to squeeze into that spot. What's your what's 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 leading your problems? today? Well, I got a couple of things that I want to talk about. But uh, how long is a vacation? We just took a vacation that was too <laughs> long, in my opinion. And, and <laughs> okay. so I'd like to I'd like to talk about what we'll your, dive into that. Your... And our guest, another ridiculously hilarious uh, comedian who has brought what I'm guessing is a uh, one of those like moving pods. That you have outside your house. He's probably got one of those full of problems. Greg Fitzsimmons. Greg, uh, how you doing today? Well, this brings me up to maybe like a mini, uh, what do you call these bitches? Or what do you call yeah, these sure. complaints? One complaints. of my many complaints is is watching Joe Buck introduce Troy Aikman on football every week where he always goes, <laughs> and Hall <laughs> of Famer Troy Aikman. It's like, shut up. We know. We get it. That's when the Hall of Fame had like 18 people in it. Yeah. Right. Was a little, they held it in a ballroom instead of outside. No, I heard Adele is in it now. In the, in the, in the pro football Hall of yeah. Fame in Canton, Ohio. You can't wow. keep her out of a Hall of Fame. That's big Adele, though, not to small new Adele, right? Yeah, that's uh, defensive tackle Adele as opposed yeah. to scat back Adele. Yeah. Right. So, I apologize. So let's dive in on on. Uh, uh, I think we just got. I think I just got us canceled. Yep, that's it. Thanks oh, for listen, having me on, guys. The, those those yeah, we'll be hashtagged out of the business in another eight seconds. Um, I, I'm sort of fascinated by Jake's, Greg, if you don't mind. Oh, I'm only because for this reason, I believe you both have recently taken a vacation to Ireland. Oh, you went to Ireland, Jake? Well, yes, it was. A, it, I, I don't know if you describe it as working vacation, but uh, our daughter got into Trinity College. Oh, that's Dublin. right. Yeah, that's amazing. So we took her over there to drop her off. And I'll just we can go deeper into the description of all the things that we did. But basically, we dropped her off in Dublin, which could have taken drop your kid off at college can just literally be one night because you get there the next day you go to Ikea, you buy a bunch of stuff. As soon as you've got the sheets on her bed, she flips you off and you leave. Right. Although over there, I think they call it Okia, right? <laughs> I I think they called it Ikea, but I, I I didn't. We had to take an Uber there and then an Uber back with all the you stuff. You had to take an it was Uber to Ikea? What's that? You took an Uber to Ikea? Yeah, yeah, because we didn't rent a car to drive around in Dublin. So, so what? Did you have to request like a larger Uber or I mean, because you don't know what you're going to get. What if Especially you have to get in Ireland, Ireland, all the cars are tiny. Yeah, we were able to get it all in the Toyota Prius that they brought. But obviously wow. on the way to Ikea, you can just get a regular one. Right. It's the it's the trip back with all this stuff. But uh, 
I have a, there's two shopping carts full of stuff. We got a mattress pad and all this other stuff. Anyway, so we're in Dublin for a week. Then we went to Italy to meet some friends for a week, vacation with them. That was their vacation. They got there maybe three days before. So maybe they were in Italy for 10 days. We were just there for eight days. And then we flew back to Ireland for two and a half weeks. And then we went to Dublin or to London for 10 days. So it was six weeks all total. And wow. halfway, through, halfway through Italy, I was like, I want to go home. I want to go home right now. <laughs> Interesting. And I said that to the people that we had met in Italy on vacation. I said, like, no offense. I'm sure we're going to have a great time. But if I could get offered a plane ticket home right now, I would be gone. <laughs> and they weren't even insulted. Did they understand? They just, they just laughed because they knew I wasn't going. I mean, then then I got yeah. back at the game and I had a I had a well the in their time. in their defense, I had dinner with Jake about a month ago at the Malloy's house, and halfway through he went, I'd really like to go home right now. And that <laughs> it's was a common thing for me. So, <laughs> so it's kind of a yeah, it's 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 a character trait for Jake. Um did but did you did they know? Did the friends you meet in Italy, because they're sort of holding the center of this anecdote because they're in, they went to Italy on like a nine or 10 day vacation. So they're there for a couple of days and then you are coming in for, (laughs) okay. That means I'm getting a visual signal uh, from the booth that (laughs) we've got information Uh, that could help. We, we had, we were in Dublin before they got to Italy then yeah. we went to Italy and had a yeah, vacation. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah. you. We get it. We no, get wait, it. But, yeah, Just we got that. But they're then, there. Then they flew back home from their yeah, vacation. Right. And, so I, <laughs> and I was on vacation for another month after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But here's what I'm trying to delineate because I, I think only uh, a brief portion of your six weeks was actually vacation. I think, I think the rest oh, no, of no, it no, was no, that's wrong. other that's things. Wrong. That's wrong. The whole thing was vacation. Well, when we were in Dublin, we had some duties with our daughter, but like I was just saying, literally 24 hours after we landed in Dublin, she invited us to get out of her accommodation and we were on vacation in Dublin. So now we're going to the Immigration Museum in Dublin and um, going out to eat lunch or dinner. I had some Irish comedian friends. We went to their house one night. I had to meet my daughter. There's all kind of stuff that you have to do when you're a student from in another country so uh-huh. she has to get a um, a student visa which requires her to have a bank account so at some point i had to go over to her apartment with an envelope full of a thousand euros and give uh-huh. it to her so she could put it in the bank when she was able to open, open the account a week later so i'm coming with a thousand euros and i've walked now a half an hour from our hotel and she okay, wants to so do it like a drug this is dealer. already she, triggering your irritation so she in wants the me middle to just of your hand short the envelope initial... and then leave yeah. so i barely Stage one I... you're irritated you're already five days in you've had it you're delivering a lot of money and it was a pain in the ass the point of that story was i'm on vacation i have very few <laughs> all i gotta do is go hand my daughter an envelope full of cash i'm on vacation like like if you're a mobster, you're on vacation. You're just hanging out in a bar waiting for somebody to tell you to go bury somebody in a swamp. But most of the time, you're just playing checkers and drinking an right. espresso. A, a cigar. Yeah, sure. So yeah. so these people in Italy, because <laughs> they're the ones who are truly, if I'm not mistaken, Greg, on vacation. They flew to Italy. 
Well, they, they were until a- until Jake started just taking a dump on the whole experience. <laughs> they they were having a blast Monday, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday. I thought this was I thought the point of this show was to help solve problems or to talk well, about you have to be like- open to the kind of of solutions that Greg is offering. What Greg is saying is that you, you know your vacation, which started after IKEA and uh, just shortly after dropping off a lot of money that was irritating to get. That's when your vacation started. So your ramp up, Jake, seemed to be like on a on a on a runaway truck ramp, whereas your friends ramped up to Italy by having a good time in the in the you know the American Admirals Lounge and you're getting to Italy and just relaxing. You're talking about eight days inside of six weeks. So yeah, I should have kept my mouth shut with them. I did tell them I would go to the airport, but then I shut up after that. Oh, yeah. by the way, we all got COVID in Italy. We all got COVID <laughs> before, so, or after you wanted a bail on the trip. After, oh, after. Oh, oh so that was a double whammy for them. First, yeah. and, I, and first we didn't the realize that we they had... were the most excited to hang out with. You know, their celebrity, the guy that that. Right. They're... No, no, no. They're not excited about my celebrity. This other guy's a producer. He, you know, he did uh, U2's concert film. He he's hanging out with super famous people. He doesn't even care about me. Yeah, but even worse than Jake, because then. You're the guy who's going to come in and relax everything, and you're yeah. funny. Vacation you warm-up. You're the, the vacation is going to go up a notch. Yeah. When Jake gets here, then I don't have to talk as much to my wife, things like that. And so you were kind of the key, and you came in, and you kind of gave him a quick Ali jab. And then you Can I suggest, Jeff, to duck that around the it. following podcast, you have on this producer – and he can bitch about anything that happened to him recently. Listen, Let's call him up, Gary. <laughs> I think you guys have the wrong idea about this trip because, in fact, that is my job. I make the world nicer. Like I make it. This is nice, right? That's yeah. Me. This is better this is with great. you. Great. This is great. It's so much better with you in it. <laughs> so here's what happens. I go in. I do what's arguably, and we're all sort of accepting as a mistake to say I'd like to fly home now, day two of this Italy trip. After that. Day two. I'm super fun, except when I get COVID and I have to lie down for a day and a half. But we didn't know we had COVID. We, yeah, I thought just, it was yeah. I thought it was food poisoning or something. Yeah. We only found out it was COVID after they came home and took a COVID test and then told us. But by then, we'd already been better for five days. So what do we anyway? I don't even yeah. know why you test for COVID. That, anymore. That's but the new that's did, the new COVID, incidentally, is that it masquerades as virtually anything else. Everybody I've known who's gotten COVID in the last month has gone. I just thought I had the sniffles. I just thought I had allergies. I had a little chest cold. And then five days later, after it was gone, I found out I had COVID. Anyway, go ahead. But I think part of the problem is that you already know you have another four weeks and they get to fly home. So this dread is sitting on the top of your head like a ton of bricks and you're taking it out on other people. Well, no, from their point of view, from here's what I did. And this is I feel like this is some solid life advice here. Anytime you go into a situation, you try and lower the expectations as far as you possibly can. And that makes whatever happens after that seem better. And that's what I did on that trip to Italy. (laughs) Yeah. And then and then how was uh, the return to Ireland? And then. How was the the just Batan death march to London at that point? You're six weeks in. Well, the return trip to Ireland was we had two days in um, 
Dublin to just recheck in with our daughter, which amounted to basically a uh, <clears throat> a two hour trip to the Vodafone store to get her cell phone SIM card <laughs> thing straightened out. So you flew in for that. Yeah. And then I think she had a croissant with us. Yeah. And then then now, now now we have a rental car. So we drive to the west coast of Ireland. And Greg, I don't know if you drove in Ireland at all, but uh, the road. Are... I, I was the designated driver because I was the only sober person among 10 people. Wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you were a you were driving a van. I was no, I was driving a stick shift. Uh, they took turns. I had five in my car and then they took turns being sober in the other car. But that that was a loose interpretation. Three, three or four pints meant I'm the sober one to drive home. Yeah. Yeah. Being well, from so, Wisconsin, I know I know that standard is uh, is going to be a little lower in Ireland. Yeah. Well, the last time we were there, we got a stick shift rental car and uh, to be on the left side of the road and driving a stick shift. That, that was right. too much for me. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot. It's okay when you're on when you're on the divided highway like the like what we call the interstate here because once you're on it's hard to make a mistake you know because yeah. there's a giant cement barrier between you and the other people who who are driving straight at you but then once you get on a two lane road oftentimes in Ireland a two lane road can turn into one and a half lane road that can turn yeah. into a one lane road right and then and then you can wind up on a one lane road and you're straight up facing a guy who's pulling a horse trailer Right. And right. That, happened, that happened. And to you've us. got a you've got a car full of five drunks behind you. And when you're driving me. and when you're driving. Yeah, exactly. And I'm getting <laughs> rear ended every 20 feet. And 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 and, and, and meanwhile, my wife keeps going. And all I'm trying to do is concentrate, be in the right lane, shift with the left hand. And she's going, uh, oh, look at that castle. And I'm like, head on collision. Yeah. <laughs> You can't yeah. look up for one second. I didn't see any scenery in Ireland. Belinda was driving most of the time because she's used to it from the U.S. And I drove the last time we were in Ireland. But uh, I was the person who was saying, look at the castle. Don't look at the castle. I'm going to take a picture of the castle. Yeah. You can look at it. Like, pull pull yeah. over. Yeah. Let's stop at this castle. And by the way, some of the castles are really just like a tower or a pile of rocks or a thing as big as your house here. But it's made out of rocks. So it's not. Yeah. It looks cool, but it's not like like we think about a giant castle. Well, yeah, it has yeah. castle curb appeal is what it has. <laughs> it's kind of the thing about Ireland is if you get outside of Dublin, there's literally not a single site. There's no Eiffel, Ta Eiffel Tower. There's no Nothing. London Bridge. You just you just go to see the people and see the landscape and hang out and kind of be in the moment. I'm, I, I don't mean to get positive for a second here. But oh, no, like, I love the non-pressure of there not really being anything to look at. Even their even their castles yeah. aren't worth looking yeah. at. Yes. And and by the time by the end of our trip, we stayed three nights with some friends we know from here, but she's Irish and so they've moved back there to stay with to live at her mother's house and their documentary film producers. But we stayed at their house. And so two nights we went to the pub one of the pubs in their town. They get a town that's gotta be just like five thousand people. And there's six pubs in it. I don't know how wow. that can work, you yeah. know, but uh, we go to this one pub where in the front, it's like a grocery store. And then you go to through a door that should be where the employees put their boots on and whatnot. But there's a TV and a bar in there <laughs> and you sit in there and drink Guinness and watch rugby. And there's, <laughs> there's a TV on this side and on the other side, there's a mirror. So if you're sitting over there, 
you watch the mirror of the TV. Oh, when you... <laughs> wow. I want to know what kind of grocery store uh, you can work at where you need to wear boots every day into the into the main grocery store. Yeah. That's, well, that's you need the boots slog, for man. when you're when you're unloading the kegs off the truck. Because oh, yeah, that's they're... true. Right. Well, listen, uh, I would say uh, I, I like the the no the, the nothing to really focus on once you're outside of Dublin, because that's your ruminating time. I think, yeah. you know, you're supposed to just be alone with your feelings, regardless of what you're doing. That I, that makes a lot of sense. Jake, I would say, you know, for a vacation, I think it, I would I would say shorter and then less stress. Yeah, I think so, the maximum. So, you know, like, I don't vacation. think you were on vacation, really. I think I think. I think you were trying to mix it in with a couple of other activities and it didn't, uh, I would say shorter focused and, and no obligations. Okay. So here's where I'm at right now with this is like, and th and this relates to my next one, but somebody else can go, but, but I'm thinking six weeks is obviously back. too long. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to try for a four week maximum next time. Hmm. Um, and my takeaways are four weeks maximum. We were doing it where we would spend three days in one place and then move to another place, maybe two days, then three days. And that was too much moving. I think we want to stay in a place for yeah. almost five, five to seven days and just radiate back and forth out of there. And then also I'm getting this little waterproof bag that's got a scrubby thing inside. They call it uh -huh. a scrubber. You put some laundry soap in there so you can do your wash in this little bag in your hotel room because <laughs> i thought we were going to get washing machines so i've i've packed it like a week and a half worth of clothes and every two days i gotta wash underwear because otherwise you you can't walk in a hotel sink you can only wash like a couple pair of underwear and a couple t-shirts or your whole room is just full of wet clothes you're you're you're, you're on vacation Pop yeah, how, for... how dirty are you making your underwear, Jake? I mean, just stretch them out for a couple days. I don't want to talk about what's going on with my ass right now, but um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pop for the laundry. You know, it's okay. So you're, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay seven dollars for them to wash a shirt in a hotel. My favorite seven dollars I would spend on the entire vacation. Yes, not standing in a sink. With a little thermos bag, but you're and a talking about you're like gonna a do child? a whole you're gonna do a whole load of wash. It's gonna cost you a hundred eighty dollars. You're on vacation. Yeah, wash only the things that absolutely need washing. So cut that down to about sixty seventy bucks. Get out on a fucking patio with a little stogie and enjoy the vacation. If your daughter calls and needs money or something. Uh, you know, send a messenger over with the money I, in I'm the little scrub bag. You guys are not helpful. I'm not. There's Rub no bag. way I'm this doing that. This is a tremendous help. I'm Save not doing the that. 70, work another. Work the Thursday at the Des Moines uh, Funny Bone, and oh, you've covered all started, your laundry. I'm done. Stand up is terrible now. <laughs> Don't you get barely up. you? If you're if you're talking about making money to do hotel laundry, doing stand <laughs> no, up, forget it. I can't cover. do it. That's a push. <laughs> Stay home. Use your washing machine. It's a push. <laughs> Wait, are you you're talking about doing the laundry through the hotel concierge? Well, yeah. Well, that's what I thought you well, were talking. Walk about. outside the hotel and find a drop off fluff and fold. Yeah, that's all. I did that. I did that one time. You know what the problem with that is? They wash your clothes in boiling hot water, and then they put them in in the uh, 
drier until like if you have any kind of tech camp pants that are quick drying or something like that they start to melt they the you can't drop off at the fluff and fold because they are going to trash your clothes that's their mission it's like it's like giving your laundry to a medieval witch to boil in a cauldron and then (laughs) i got the key to your vacations the key is like like uh, three or four gummies about every morning because yeah. well, then, then I think you're going to just mellow out, and it's not you're going to get your pants back and go, "Hey, there, the one zipper's melted," and you're going to go, <laughs> "One zipper's," me-, and you're going to be fine. Who's using I, the zipper on their cargo pants anyway? What do you have? What do you have? A Swiss Army knife? I, I don't. I, that's Jeff made that up. That's not me. That's not something I do. But I like the idea of I like the idea of the gummies. I like that, except yeah. for. I'm crossing an international border. So now I'm in a Brittany Griner situation. I'm in an Irish oh, yeah. well, prison because I got some gummies because I can't stand wearing these underwear for three days in a row. Yeah. I, 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 I don't you're think Brittany Griner, your standup career is going to go through the roof. You're going to come home a fucking hero. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're going to move to theaters. I'm writing a book. If, if I spend First of all, I'm not going to Russia and taking. I was going to say so, an Irish prison sounds a little more fun, quite frankly, than a Russian prison. I don't know if you watched any of those hunger strike movies where the guys nah, in the Irish not. prison yeah. and yeah. it's uh, yeah. I don't think yeah. so. They're white guys, but they're a different kind of tough. You know, Greg, the Irish guys, you don't want to yeah. fight them. You don't want to fight an Irish guy, and uh, you definitely don't want to go to an Irish prison because, you know, at least if you go to an American prison. You can go, all right, I'll be racist for the four years and you get some protection. But if you go to an Irish prison, they're all racist. <laughs> yeah, there's no little group you can easily join yeah. in an Irish prison. All right, Jake. I, so so edibles, that would be my, my solution. Um, Greg, let's go to you. What? what but, but what's the, but let's just go remember. back to the original question. What's the ideal length? For a luxurious well, you got to start with a day trip to fucking Laughlin <laughs> or something just to get yeah. your chops up, man. I mean, yeah. You can't. You don't want to dive in after a six and a half week vacation. You got to build up, Jake, and find your ideal time. I would say probably eight or nine days, one hotel, no plans. Go out. Yeah, it's every the moving day. around that kills you. Mo- yeah, packing and yeah. repacking and airports. That you don't want to do that more than once in a in a three week vacation. That's it. It's about sitting still. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, for me, I think it's a. I think I. I think my next one. I'm going to try four weeks. I'm going to implement this laundry thing. I'm going to go one carry on bag. I'm going different from you. See your advice, okay. Jeff. I like your advice about start small, work your way up. You're like these workout guys on the internet. If you've never yeah. worked out before, just do a push up and a sit up, <laughs> and uh, drink black coffee, and then <laughs> next week double that. That's Greg's workout: one push up, one sit up, and a cup of hot black coffee. <laughs> And the push-up is getting out of bed. The sit-up is getting up off the ground when I get dizzy and fall down after getting out of bed. I've watched a couple of these guys, Greg, and that's what that's what you call supersetting when you're combining <laughs> one right. exercise with another one. So you're oh. push-up and you're getting out of bed. You're double. You're getting double duty. That's a time right. saver for you. All right. I like it. So, Greg, what what did you? I it's been so long since you teased your 
your problem. I can't remember. I didn't even tease it, but here's what it is. Uh, the 20 something, the early 20 something kid who goes, well, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Really? Have you, <laughs> have you figured that out in your early twenties? Here's what your twenties are. Shut up and listen, think, <laughs> journal, travel. And then in your thirties, you can decide what you are. Okay. Are you an atheist or a deist? Are you agnostic? No, you're in your 20s. That's your spirituality. I would call this Irish prison advice. That's what I would call it. <laughs> that is that is so classically like older guy just going, please don't even bother. In the Wait. kid's head, though, is there something to the notion of, of not liking uh, maybe the say uh, the more uh, murderous elements of organized religion <laughs> and, and just saying, you know what, I'm going to kind of analyst on my own. I'll talk to God on my own. Or, or is it, is there a, a sort of a, uh, an elitism that you smell that you sniff off the 20 something? Here's what I sense. Kids in their twenties, they formulate their ideas based on a 20 second TikTok video. And they <laughs> saw some young guy who has, you know, uh, he has a man bun and a little bit of a beard, but he's also 22. And he's telling you very emphatically what spirituality is. And you thought about it exactly that much before regurgitating yeah. it to me at a friend's birthday party where his child is there and he shouldn't be there. Hang on. So is this your is this your son or your daughter is doing this? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're strictly Catholic. They found it on their own. They just said we like gore. We're kind of into horror films. This so this is someone else's kid who says they're spiritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, who cares? Now listen, this is the whole. This is these are you're talking about 20 year old people they like talking just let them talk they just want to talk don't don't you're spending too much time listening to the content of what they're saying yeah. there's very little there of value for us yeah. yeah they just want to be able to talk and have you listen and and then they have the experience of being an adult of like when you're an adult you get to talk and people listen to you and take you seriously. So the the closer you can just emulate that, but don't really engage with the content so like, of what you're saying. You're saying it's more like an acting exercise. Is For you, saying. it's an acting they, exercise. Yeah, they start talking and you have to respond non-verbally to be safe, probably, uh, but in an, in an affirmative way. So they think they're involved in a conversation and then eventually they'll go away. Well, you don't so have it's to... like when they're little and they're telling you about the tooth fairy or their dream about a dragon and yes. you nod and you listen and you encourage. It's and you, and, and, but it's not just about agreeing. It's also it's also the thoughtful absorption of what you what they might be saying. That's what they're craving. It's for you to Make go thoughtful. Mm, oh, interesting. So you you're not you can just repeat back to them what they said. So you're not religious but you're spiritual hmm. so it's everything but don't you, you have a do. duty to be kind of socratic about this shouldn't you push their thinking shouldn't you question some of the not things in, not until they're 28 28 not your job it it's i like the theory of approaching it as you would 
everything you would do with a heckler just prior to hitting him in the face with the line yeah is is really i think what you're saying jake is yeah well i go this reminds me of a piece of advice that i got from our friend alan havey who when you're in when you're with someone who's telling you something dumb i mean if it's your own kid maybe you got to engage and so i'm i'm retracting a little bit on the 27 if this is somebody else's kid who cares (laughs) Don't do adult education. That's what Alan says. I don't do adult education. So if you yeah. want to be spiritual but not religious, or you know, that's okay. Great. Do you want? I'm going to go to the bar. Do you want another thing from the bar? That's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of button you can put on something like that. I, li- I like yeah. the time lag though too, Greg. The idea that when you when your kid's a toddler, you have that type of reaction where you sort of feign absorption and yeah. listening and, and now that you're older the age gap is probably the same between you and a 22 year old as it was between your five-year-old and you at the time so maybe that never changes that just keeps moving yeah so when you're 70 you'll look at a 42 year old and do this thing and when you're in your 70s those same kids are going to be going Oh, okay. So your back hurts. Ah, so it flips at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I always say to people who are like, they're having a big birth, like, oh, I'm 40 or I'm 52. I go, well, that's a cute age. (laughs) (laughs) They're so cute at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Age is just a number, but it is a fucking huge number right now. Well, it's just a number, but it's a number that indicates how close you are to dying. That's all. It's just that number. No, it's how far you are from being born because you don't oh, know. You I mean, we've all got dead friends. Yeah. So you don't know how close you are. To, you know, you're getting closer, but you don't know how close. Yeah. Well, it's a number that says statistically you're that much closer. I don't. Let's yeah. just. I know this is the first show, but this is a thematic. This is a question that I like to ask a lot of people. Like, right. what do you think is your personal over under in terms 84. of eighty four? 84? Yeah. I'm going to go 90. No. Well, my 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 grandfather lived in 94. My dad lived in 93. My mom lived in 95. No way. Yeah, yeah. How is their so, cognitive state? Uh, Good. All the way through. All That's of them. That's amazing. Yeah. Health pretty good, too. My, my father dad, died. Like, my, my dad did it so perfectly, according to my dad which was he got like he was never really hospitalized. You know, he had a little throat thing when he was about 75. That was it. And he just kept his health and he walked and they ate right and all that crap. And then he got like sick and he was irritated by the oxygen mask, but he stayed at home for about four months with that. Just oxygen mask like two twice a day. And then it got worse and he went to hospice two days later. Out. Done. Nice. Yeah. Not a drag on anybody. I think that was his goal with his whole life was, I don't want to bring anybody down. That was kind of his, you know, which is not uncommon thinking for for my dad's generation, which is, it's not a bother. You know, like you call him up and you go, how's things going? Well, your mom passed away. But other than that, I mean, you know, they just had a, a, a chugging forward gear that was not going to be stopped. 
Which really, the more you complain, the more you live under a dark cloud. It, that really is kind of the secret is don't complain unless you really need to be taken in the emergency room. Yes. Why mm. um, <laughs> well, I think is 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 an irritation beyond uh my pale i can't i have a hard time with complaining and i do it sometimes with myself but it's i i I catch myself because it's such a waste of energy well being a, a being jewish from new york it you don't have a lot of choice about it it's it's built in well i, I think suppose point- yeah it would come yeah. naturally my father died at 53. His parents died in their 40s. So I'm playing wow. with the house's money already. So yeah, 80, 84 <laughs> is wishful thinking. You're in the bonus round. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, I just want to circle back to the complaining thing, because my thing about complain, my rule about complaining, and I try to obey this, is the only you should only complain if you're enjoying it or if other people are enjoying it. I mean, a lot of stand-up comedy is people complaining, and it's funny. Um, but if but if you're just miserable and you're talking about what's making you miserable, that's that's not fun to be around. And it's not fun for you. Right. Um, but I'm going to take I'm going to take 84. I'm going to go with you, Greg, 84. I, I and I've got grandparents that went into their 90s. Uh, Belinda's great Belinda's grandmother just died at 104. No. Wow. Yeah. So th- so that's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> well, so, I think. Well, so- here's a better question. Yeah. Do you want to outlive Belinda? Uh, well, it depends on, I mean, if she was to die now, I wouldn't want to die before her. But, right. uh, you know, well, at, at least point, wait till the end of the fucking podcast, for God's sake. <laughs> if well, she, she did just survive cancer. So I think she's out of the woods and it's my I'm going to I'm the next one to have something to deal with. But who knows? I yeah, I don't. Do I want to outlive her? I feel like we're, yeah, somebody's got to outlive somebody because they got to do the cleanup and the funeral and the past. You know, once you're the sole survivor of the marriage, then you got to get ready to make sure your kids. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm faking dementia. If my wife goes before me, I'm in, I'm, I'm turning a dime and somebody else can handle all the paperwork. (laughs) I I I mean, the only thing I think about is, and it's probably going to be a moot point by the age that my wife, if my wife were to die before me, and I hate to say this, and maybe I shouldn't even say it out loud, I get to fuck somebody else. And again, I might be in my 80s, and maybe it's not even something that's physically possible, or my options for having sex will be so grotesque that I won't want to. Yeah. Greg, meet Victor. (laughs) (laughs) but you'll you'll clearly want to i'm not sure that ever dissipates right oh well i feel like we maybe we need another topic but i'm ready to talk about i it it dissipates like the i i'm interested in sex but not all the time every day yeah Well, well but that doesn't mean that that doesn't you know Okay, so how often? I'm just saying, if how my often? wife was to, if my Three wife was to die, we, thinking... it might be a couple of weeks before I want to have sex. But but you're thinking about it, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so because so dissipates from here, you're still thinking about it. Although, let me tell you something: that funeral is a hot spot 
for oh, me to man. come in because they are going to be there. Is there anything I can do for you? As a matter of fact, um, I've asked my wife to spread it around amongst her friends that I have a really large penis. Yeah. Um, just on the off chance that she dies first and I'm going to get some curiosity. Uh, yeah, sympathy. Right. Yeah. I mean, you remember Animal House? What, what's what's the, the, the classic pick pickup of all time? What is it? What was I that? can't remember. I don't remember. They, yeah, go, I don't... they go to the sorority house. They find an obituary oh, of a yeah. girl in college that died. Mm. And he Otter shows up and he pretends that that was his girlfriend. And he gets sympathy sex from the roommate. Yeah, classic. Which was such a big buy because, all right, she's your roommate and you don't know that she had a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happens? Well, but that movie is so like ridiculously great on so many levels. Yeah. That that being one of them. It is, but 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 I think we gotta do another I think we gotta keep all right if I you mean, want. I, I'll, I'll ramble. All right. I mean, is this a think tank or not? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a strip mall think tank. Um all right. It's a, all eventually right. it's all just right, a I'll couple go. of old guys hanging out talking about movies, but that's yeah. okay too. Yeah. yeah, well, if 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 we're solving anybody's problem with if if you have a problem about should I go see Animal House or not, that's solved. Go see it. Okay, I uh, got a ticket for uh, a rolling stop, Ugh. which is idiotic at the start. So, and uh, you know the guys treating me like, you know, I just sideswiped eight cars in a drunken stupor. Yeah, you know, in your neighborhood? No, it was well n- near, kind of on the way, um, uh, the route we take to pick up my my kid from school. So it's a route we take uh, twice a day. Describe it, the role. What are we talking about? Uh, slow to a guy in front of me. He she rolls through it. I I get up. Nobody on any of the other stop signs. I go. This guy comes out of nowhere, nails me. It was so the the woman in front of me pulled over because she thought she was getting nabbed too, and this the dude did not nab her. So how fast were you going? Oh, uh, two miles maybe. I oh, mean, I I, I slowed. I, yeah, I slowed. Oh, that's ridiculous. yeah. I know it's infuriating, and so. Like, you know, you go through that whole like level of fantasy where hang on, Jake. I get you. <laughs> yeah, you keep going. Just call on me when you're ready. I, let me finish the problem. But uh so you know, where I'm I'm just fuming, you know, you fume silently no matter how deep you breathe or how mindful you get. It's still like, why me? So I was like, do I write a note with the fine? You know, that says I was, you know, of all the hundreds of rolling stop signs at that particular intersection, I was honored to be chosen to contribute to the Beverly Hills Police Department fund. You know, do I get sarcastic or do I just fucking let it go? Because it's it's it shouldn't even be a ticket. Pay the money put it behind you first of all second of all this unwillingness on your part to accept responsibility for a mistake that you made wow. I mean, you, you rolled yeah. through a stop I, mm-hmm. I live in a neighborhood where i'm up so you're the- still sore about the whole six and a half week vacation 
No, but this is I'm turning the tables on you because it's uh, it's this is how this is how it works. When you're in a think tank, you got to have a variety of opinions. We can't just all yeah. be agreeing with everybody all the time. <laughs> oh, that's, we could. You could agree a, with me on this. It wouldn't. That's the world we want to live yeah. in. No, I'm. We've got a double stop sign yeah, at this overpass right by Uber our house. To, uh, uh, a, People a, roll the first one and then ignore the second one. And uh-huh. it's super dangerous because our daughter's school was right around the corner. Yeah. And they're not they're not rolling through it like you did when no one's around. I mean, that's a different situation. But I feel like, look, the rule is. Well, let's deal with my a, situation then. <laughs> the real the rule is you're supposed to come to a complete stop at a stop yeah. sign. So if you don't do that, you're breaking the rule. And so you got caught. I That's a bummer. People roll stop signs all the time. You did it in the most safe way possible. I got people rolling these stop signs by my house. The the rule in this neighborhood on a four-way stop is if you're if you're there second, but the guy who's there first is coming to a complete stop, you just go. You yeah. just bust through on him. This all double right. stop sign, people roll the first one and then just ignore the second one. It's dangerous. Whether there's people around or not, they're behaving like that. I need that cop who gave you a ticket yes, over here in your on neighborhood my street every day, all the time. They got to put him there. And then you need to, because you've, you've brought up, I'm going to turn this, return it back on you to petition the city to make it that a stoplight or at least a flashing stop. It's Maybe you should busy. put up one of those signs that says, uh, uh, please stop at stop sign, grumpy old men walking around neighborhood. It's only busy during the morning rush when people are on their way to school and, and then the afternoon. Anyway, yeah. but but it, the look, point is a neighborhood with like, a school, that's a whole different guys thing. like you got to get these tickets. And then we got to talk about them on this podcast so that these other idiots who we're actually worried about are listening to this and going, oh, they're giving out tickets for that. Maybe I should chill on my behavior because that's the problem. These people out here know that they're never going to get a ticket. I've never seen anyone get pulled over for rolling a stop sign. I'm so glad that somewhere in the universe, one, I'm sorry that it's you, but and I'm sorry that it's this situation, but that one person somewhere got pulled over for rolling through a stop sign. I got a jaywalking ticket years ago on Melrose that I thought was bullshit, but now half the time I'm driving down the street and there's idiots crossing in the middle of the block while they're looking at their phone. I wish one of them would get a ticket for jaywalking. Let me ask you this. How much would you guys pay for the right, the privilege to roll through stop signs for an entire year? How much would you pay? Like a gym membership or whatever. What would you oh, pay? I would pay a gym membership to do that. I, I would also say this. All I, right. So let me fit, let me follow up. How much ahead. was the ticket? The ticket, the ticket is probably going to be like I haven't gotten that. They don't send the amount either now. All right. So you have say to go online bucks. and find out. I'm going to say it's probably 300 bucks. All right. So 300 bucks divided by 12 months. So you're paying about $32 a month, less than a gym membership. To, and then just keep yeah. rolling through them. You're only going to get one a year. Yeah. And you just have like soccer. You have like a green card or something. And you stick out the window and the right. cop knows. Right. Everything. But you bring up an interesting point. And Jake, you brought up several interesting points as well, which, but my <laughs> solution, I think Jake would be, you, you got to move on that neighborhood. It's too dangerous. Whatever you're describing, it sounds horrible, but I, I, why not a sliding scale? Why not like it is in the NFL for pass interference, where it's like there it's a judgment call. And the cop, how about the cop goes, eh, 30 bucks? 
You know, I would be fine with that Sliding if he said, "Look, based on yeah, the if he just yeah. said, look, it wasn't it wasn't big, but I can't let you do it because blah, 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 35 bucks, whatever. I'd go fine. I'd peel it off right there. Uh, but, you know, from my huge bankroll. <laughs> OK, I'm going to put my empathy pants on now. Um <laughs> Well, I don't want to see that. No wonder you have to keep washing when you're I, it's on your It's like vacation. when you're a Mormon. You I'm wearing them all pants. the time. I've got them on all the time. I'm just activating them. Um, oh, it's a, it's a button. So it didn't uh, melt. It's not really about the amount of the ticket, though. It's the points off your license and the possible no. jacking of the insurance. Yeah, but you go to traffic school. You go to traffic school. None well, there's happens. cost and cost of traffic school and dollars and time. Are you excited? Yeah, but that? that that beats getting points off your license. But you I'm know, just saying, thing. it's more than just paying for the ticket. You're you're talking about a couple of Saturdays you're going to be giving up in a room full of dummies. No, you do well, it here's online. Here's what you now. do: you take the money you that online. you're you spending. Yeah, on going traffic school's all online now. What's I'm sorry, Greg. Go you ahead. You take the money you're you're chancing out on paying for laundry in Italy, <laughs> and you put it down on the ticket. <laughs> Listen, here's you forget about forget about me doing stand up to pay oh, for the laundry in the hotels in Italy. I'm going to start teaching traffic school online. And that's what I'm going to do. My <laughs> wife is going to go out. I'm going to drop the laundry off and go, look, I got to just teach a couple hours of traffic school. Right. Plus, you're renting out your daughter's room. She's in Ireland. That's an Airbnb yeah. to happen. My wife has moved in there. My wife is in her room now. It's her office. She's not sleeping in there yet. But um <laughs> <laughs> wow, this whole vacation thing snowballed into a lot of problems. You know what? Uh, that's it. There's no topping it. Uh, uh, that's our first ever edition of uh, of uh, uh, of our show. Okay, well, <laughs> strip we, mall we, we, think we, tank. Uh, I would like to thank, uh, 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 of course, our guest, the amazing uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. Greg, plug your two podcasts, one over each shoulder. We got Sunday Papers that comes out on Sunday with me and Mike Gibbons. We talk about the news. And we got Fitzdog Radio that you both have been on a number of times. That comes out on Tuesdays. I interview my favorite people. And uh, otherwise, just stay safe, people. Watch out for those stop signs. Yeah, be careful. Especially Jake uh, put up a flag that says Jake's Neighborhood. Very dangerous. Oh, watch uh, out for Jeff. He's entitled entitled driver. Forget about student driver. <laughs> entitled driver. That's a sign you should have on your car. What's this going to cost me? Ten bucks? I'll blow right through this light. <laughs> or just put baby on board. That'll cover you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jake Johansson and uh, and Greg Fitzsimmons, and uh, we'll see you guys next time on Strip Mall Think Tank. Mm-hmm.